What's up, listeners? On this week's pod, Coin and I recap an absolutely incredible divisional round in the NFL, then piggybacking on the semi-controversial overtime finish in the Bills-Chiefs game, we will each list our top five worst rules and or laws. Sadly, we are down to our second-to-last bookie show of the year, and we'll give out championship game picks. Lastly, Coin tries to stump me, and then we out. Let's do it. Oh yes, that, my friends, is the sound of a couple crisp brews being cracked. This is the sound of your very favorite podcast, The Rookie Show. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to The Rookie Show. I am one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me, as per usual, Mr. 503 himself. He likes Josh Allen before it was cool to like Josh Allen. True. Elvis Coin, a what up coin. And at the end of this week, I'm getting back on the Knoll 30 diet, consisting mainly of beers and heavy, heavy burritos. A what up, Knowles. What actually is that? The the what 30? Whole 30. Oh, the whole 30. Okay, I was like, mm-hmm. what's the no 30 diet? Uh, yeah, you don't want to be on the Knoll the 30 diet. No. Unless you're trying to be a beefy. <laughs> Knoll 30, is that, the, is that what you gain? Freshman year is like your freshman 15, Knoll 30. <laughs> I mean, I put on like 20 pounds by freshman year, I think. Yeah, I had say to. I put on 30 for sure. I was I Damn. was I was one eight. Uh, maybe it was twenty five. But I was You're pretty only slim buck, when you came in. I was only a buck eighty five, I'd say, coming in. So mm-hmm. two ten, buck eighty five, two ten, yeah. No twenty five probably. That was clean. Yeah, two fifteen. <laughs> I'd say I probably got up to like two twenty five at my fattest. God damn. I did that that right before the end of the senior year when I hit one ninety five, I was like <laughs> Ooh, I'm a chunky. I'm a chunky monkey. <laughs> five nine, one ninety five receiver. I don't know about that. <laughs> Lightning quick though. Yeah. Oh, West Welker moves. Licking Welker out there. Oh, uh, coin. Good to be back. Uh, oh, that's good. I assume you didn't have any beers this weekend, but uh, sadly correct. Well, let's. Uh, sorry, I, I I buried the lead here. Okay. Coin. What might you be drinking this evening? No, my final, final beer of uh, dry-ish January before I get to drink this coming weekend, for real. Good, yeah. I have for you a lovely, lovely can. It is the Terabellum Hazy IPA, and it has like this um, kind of chapel style, I would say, like stained glass look. That is and what it's, it looks it's like, all yes. kind of, but it's like Dr. Seussy green, yellow, red, blue colors. If that, yeah. those, those seem like Dr. Seussy ish colors, right? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of like Taj Mahali almost, maybe. Maybe even more than Chapel. It's got like some pillars on the side with some soups. Oh, okay. I could see it too. Yeah. 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 But uh, it's quite nice. I haven't had a hazy in a minute. Uh, I'm enjoying myself. I'm glad to hear it. What did you say it was called? Terabellum. From Modern Times Brewery. Okay. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I have for you coin. I This is bought from, let's see, this is Sun King Brewery. 
Ah. Which is uh, in somewhere in Indiana. Fighter of the Night, man. Sun King. Um, This is the Sunlight Cream Ale. So we've got this like almost Aztec looking sun uh, god, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. He's a sun king, perhaps. And it's got orange and yellow. And I don't know. Yeah. It's a decent can. I like bright colors. Not a label, so mm-hmm. it is. Uh, like I said, it's a cream ale. It is fine. It's fine. No, no real preference either way. I can't really tell if I like cream ales. Mm. Sometimes I know. I uh, what's the? Is Blackfoot has the cream ale that people really liked when we were in Helena? I think so. Yes, I think that's correct. I don't know if and I've I had many. Had many. I felt other the same that, way back then when yeah. I had it. I was like, I think I like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the type of beer that I typically think i like and then i get and i don't really like is the like belgian like wit beer mm. or the uh i don't hef? know like F, I guess. Yeah, yeah. F Eisen. i feel like i think i like it and then i get it and i'm like meh not really blue moon's a half yeah blue moon is not as heffy as some of the hefs that's true that's true not heavy i guess i agree because um uh, Miner's Gold is a heft too, and I think I like that more than other. I'm, every time I I get another one, I'm I'm like, this isn't this isn't the same. Yes, give me give me that one. I want this specific Hefeweizen. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking at looking at that can. I really like it. Looks like the medallion from a few weeks ago. I sat down and I watched probably half of Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the mm-hmm. Black Pearl. Yeah, movie slaps. Fucking it is banger, a fire dude. movie. Kira yeah. Knightley, looking good, oh, real she's good. Fine. She's yeah, fine. the uh, there it became an inside joke with Katie and me when she she hadn't seen a lot of movies, so I got in the habit of asking her, "Have you seen these movies?" And apparently, I asked her, "Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> movies?" But I asked her that like seven times because I never remembered <laughs> what she said. And so at one point, she's like, you've asked me that a hundred times. Yes, I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. So now whenever it gets brought up, I'm just like, have you seen these movies? Have you seen Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. So, That's funny. Uh, yeah, great flicks. And I agree that this can does look like the coin mm-hmm. that he that he, that he he twists around in his skeleton fingers at, at yeah. one point. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Little monkey's grabbing onto. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about your uh, weekend. My weekend, no, pretty good. Um, spent Saturday, all Saturday, pretty much moving into our new place. Yeah. Uh, had some help from friends, so shouts to the friends, Gramalina, Jolia. You guys are pretty cool. Um, did it all. Uh, I, I rented a U-Haul, did it all in like a eight, nine-hour period. It was pretty nice from, from two places to one, so not too bad. We got to say, our spot is easily the nicest place I've ever lived in. It's not even like remotely close. The upstairs Upgrade. is super, super nice and um, too nice. Ar- arguably, I feel like a fraud living here. Like it doesn't feels like I'm in an Airbnb kind of. Wow. Um, like but that. it's across the street from a bar, and uh, I gotta say, moving in, moving in here, and like having that full day, and I was just like, I felt like I kind of got my ass kicked at the end of the night. You know, like moving, I was walking a shit ton. I don't get steps in that often anymore. I gotta say, I've had a few days. If you check your phone. Sometimes I'm not cracking 800 steps in a day. 
<laughs> that's really bad yeah i mean most of it's probably because i don't always have my phone on me but i'm like oh i'm not moving around a lot you all yourself. the time yeah yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i felt like i got the crap kicked out of me and at the end of the day i just really wanted a beer and i was just i was getting just kind of not angry this time which is good. probably a step in the right direction that i'm not getting so so pissy or angry anymore now that i'm not i can't drink but i definitely really really fucking wanted a beer on saturday night there should be another word for like not hangry, but like angry because you really just need a beer. Ah, uh, mm-hmm, is there a mm-hmm. word for that? I mean, no, that but I will come up itself. with it while you're talking. I probably won't hear a okay. thing you're saying. I'll just be thinking right. of this. No, yeah. I know. I always, I always notice when you do that when you're not actually listening. But that's all right. The listeners are listening in <laughs> yeah, two days exactly. from now. Um. Okay. Anything else from the weekend? Then I uh, just watched. Just watch football all Sunday. I, I had to miss most of the games on Saturday. Man, those are some fucking football games this weekend. We'll get yeah. into those, I'm sure, in a little bit. But yeah, yeah we will. We will really enjoy myself. I sat on my ass incredible. and did not. Nikki had to go do stuff with her friends. Love watching football with her too. But there is something real special about watching football on your lonesome for a bit before having a friend over. All by yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's better with a beer, but fair enough. Mm. Um. I might have mentioned that uh, this last weekend we were going to go see the Indiana-Michigan basketball game. So we drove down to Bloomington, Indiana on Friday night. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, we went skiing uh, at this tiny little hill in Indiana, which was really strange because there's no snow anywhere. So it's all just like made by the mountain. So you're skiing down this mountain and you like look out over the like farmland and there's not a flake of snow anywhere. Um very I figured strange. It out. Oh, you already figured it out? What is it? Beardable. Oh, yeah. Getting very beardable. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. You did a really Thank nice you. job. Thank you. All right. Now All right. I'm listening to you. Now you can listen. Um, yeah, it's very strange when you're like driving to the, the ski hill and there's not a flake of snow in sight um, because it's all just like man-made snow in the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, so we skied. So I did have a ski beer. Uh, which is a top-notch beer for sure. We did not drink it outside, unfortunately, because it was quite cold. But just Ski Lodge beer is is a top-notch beer as well. Oh, beers in the Fantastic. ski hill. Phenomenal beer. Phenomenal yes. beer. Uh, but then we did go to the Indiana-Michigan game. The Hoosiers, it's like Simon Scott Arena or something, the Hoosiers Arena. Very, really? very cool. I'd say one of the... I thought the... it would have a cooler name. Yeah, I don't know if it maybe the court has a name that and then the arena has a name. They do that a lot where like Cameron yeah. Indoor is like Coach K Court or whatever. Maybe they have some other name. I was surprised that it wasn't something recognizable, but they certainly maintain a lot of history and they have all the like old floorboards from the, the court from whatever year they started. Right. Um, very, very, very cool arena. I'd say one of the coolest I've been to. Unfortunately, Indiana put up a shitty performance and got their ass kicked by Michigan. But okay. we talked we they, talked was, beforehand about uh, if yeah. it would be a let letdown. We I could only imagine it would be. Yeah, because that that place would get loud on a little like six point run when they were down by twelve. So I can't imagine what it sounded like when they like are hitting buzzer beaters and storming mm-hmm. the court against number four. So we were there two days too late, but that's all right. Um, Huge bummer. And then we drove home last night and stopped in Crown Point, Indiana at a brewery to watch the second half of the Bills-Chiefs game. And I did have a delicious beer there. I believe it was called the Long Day IPA. And it was ah. really good. Really, nice. Really good. 
In the midst of and a yeah, long day, too. Nice. It was in the midst of a long day. Could have so texted that me that routine. you were no longer streaming and behind on your phone, but that's fine. Uh Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Sorry, I just didn't want your text anyway. That's fair. Um, back to the ski beers. Yeah. Ski PBR inside jacket pocket when you pull it out on the chairlift is a pretty top tier beer, gotta say. Ski BRs? Ski... No, on fire right now. <laughs> we got beardable and ski BRs. Is ski BR a thing already? Uh, I know. I just it just uh, it just hit ski BR. I mean, you said though. ski PBR. It's a ski BR. I feel like we could make a ski BR merch, and that would be a pretty big drop. Yeah, I think because yeah. Coors Light keeps doing the ad campaigns for a perfect beer for this or that. They haven't done ski ski beer ad no. yet. Mm-mm. So PBR, Mm-mm. you can corner that. You got the you got the. The market by the nutsack right now. If you just start and marketing ski BRs, ski BRs, that's money. Yeah, big time. And then, and then some up beer company should do the beardable ad. It'd be like the Snickers. You get yeah, a little it's just, angry. So you're kind when of you're a rip beardable. off of the yeah. yeah. Gosh, we should work for the beer. We're marketing companies. geniuses. This is the I easiest know. job in the world. So easy, so easy. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we can dive right in. I just wanted to uh, just quickly recap a little bit of this ridiculously awesome football Please weekend do. that was yeah. um so we can we'll we'll finish with the best for last do you have any thought i mean i'll just list the games i have a couple thoughts on each but titans okay. Bengals. i know you didn't watch per se you have any thoughts on titans Bengals? yeah i do actually this was so uh, yeah like i mentioned Bengals titans i won't have many thoughts at all on niners packers i couldn't really sit down and yeah. figure out a way to watch it um oh i forgot to mention in our move probably 15 minutes into our move this would be retroactive 15 minutes into our move uh nikki broke her tv so that was pretty cool um it's a pretty pretty nice tv it was like i put it down face down in her car and it was like kind of sliding out and she like pushed it up on the seat and it was just like resting on this like hard plastic point like right in the middle and i was like i don't think we should do that Uh, and it was broken anyways and then broke another one later it's fine um (laughs) but the the Bengals are not a better team than the Titans. No. Tannehill threw three picks, and they they yeah. Bengals won by three. Burrow was sacked nine times. Like, that's, I don't know. It's weird. Henry first game back. I didn't get to watch. I don't know. Maybe you have a better idea of the flow of the game. It was, um, I mean, I think Henry was fine. Obviously, his stat line was really bad. He had, like, 20 carries for 80 yards or something, and his backup was balling out whenever he got the ball. But, I mean, ultimately it came down to there were certainly some questionable decisions by Vrabel. Um, but Tannehill, so I I sort of did a winner and loser of each game. So I had the loser oh, like that. as Tannehill, um, slightly over Vrabel. Vrabel definitely uh, did not do himself any favors. But for the past two years, Tannehill had convinced me that he was a good quarterback. I don't know. It's like... He will do just enough to convince me one way and then really just fuck me over because he looked horrible and like the decisions he was making were horrible and the execution was horrible. And I'm back to like 2015 Tannehill where I'm like, this guy blows. I don't know what happened. So I don't know if he's, I I imagine the Titans may uh, move on from him next year if they can. Yeah. Feels like that's the logical thing to do. I, I kind of feel like, I don't, why isn't Tennessee an attractive free agent destination? Like, or I don't know. 
if Rodgers is still trying to leave, if Russ is still trying to leave, like, why wouldn't we want to go to this team that has, for all things considered, like, an incredible offensive and defensive line, like, good defensive foundation, good skill players, like, seems like a pretty good place to go. I think... I can't argue against that, and I think the only reason that hasn't been a narrative is because Tannehill actually has been really good for the two or three years he's been there, and they haven't felt like they needed a quarterback. But now that he's finally looking like maybe showing his true colors, I I could see it. Yeah, you got great weapons, you got a good defense, you got a good coach. And And Nashville's fun as hell. People love Nashville. It's a good time. I think we were talking about, I think we've talked about it on here, but uh, where this like the Na- or the Titan Stadium is in terms of like Nashville itself, you know? Do you know uh, I don't all? remember. So uh, in no. Nashville, the, there's the main strip of all the honky tonks. I don't know what the the street is called, but it's like the entire bar strip. Is it Broadway or something? I don't. Know. It probably it's got to be Broadway. Yeah. Um, but it's there's the entire bar strip, like live music everywhere, and it all feeds to this bridge at the end that crosses the river directly to the, where the Titans play. And it's like just this huge flow. This crowd of people is like already drunk, head straight to the game. And it's like this crazy crowd moving towards it. It's perfect. Like that's a fun environment. I want to go. We should put Nashville on the list soon. Okay. It's on the list. Be easy. Do it while I'm still living in Chicago. It'd be easy Mm -hmm. trip for me. So, um, I did have the winner as Evan McPherson as the winner. Dude mm. just has balls of steel. Did you hear like the Love quote it. or I whatever? Did. Yeah. So for the listeners that may not have, apparently the Bengals kicker in a tie game in in his rookie season was just warming up for to potentially kick the game winning field goal, and he walks over to the backup quarterback and says, "Well, it looks like we're going to the AFC Championship." Just like, yeah, There's I'm gonna stones, fucking drill man. this. Incredible. And he did, and he was awesome. And I think somebody pointed out that he is the all-time Bengals leader in 50-yard field goals. He's a rookie. rookie. He kicked like nine 50-yard field goals this year. You're telling me that he's already overtaken Randy? Yeah, I guess. Fat Randy? Randy was there for, what, four years? Yeah, apparently. I just Um, assumed Randy was their kicker forever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they had like Mike Nugent for a long time. He kicked nine 50-yard field goals this year? I think it was nine, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, career leader. There were several kicker storylines that I feel like almost got underplayed. Fat Randy playing against his old team. Mm -hmm. You had Matt Gay was the Rams kicker who played against his old team, the Bucks. And Robbie Gold, although he wasn't playing against his old team, but he clearly has a lot of history playing against the Packers. So some fun kicker Mm storylines. I do have a fun fact for you. Oh, please do. The number of starting quarterbacks in 2022 in the NFL... With more playoff wins than Joe Burrow. Do you know how many that would be? Would you care to guess? So like after his second win? Yes. So the number of starting quarterbacks with more wins? Yes. Six. Very good guess. Well, depends on how you count it. I went with seven. Okay. The point still stands that it's pretty ridiculous that he's only been in the playoffs one time and there's only... Seven guys next year that will have more. Now, it depends. Are you counting Cam? No, I was not counting Cam. I was okay. counting Brady, who he might be gone, so yeah, he might not count. I would count Brady. I was counting Rodgers. Rodgers will probably be back. Uh, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy G, is it possible he's not a starter next year? Yeah, it's possible. True. Matt Ryan, he's probably a starter next year. Uh, and Josh Allen, so that's seven. So, wait, just 
Because had Stafford never won before this last this year? Correct. Had, Correct. Okay. Yes. Right. Had never had never won a playoff game before. Mm-hmm. So I just want to at least beg the question: Is Joe Burrow the third best asset in the NFL right now? I know. I know you Hard picked Herbert over Burrow, and yeah. I bet you both those teams say no to a trade. But if you ask all the rest of the teams, would you rather have Burrow or Herbert? Is it split? Do you think more team which which do more GMs favor? Would you think? I think. I mean, success in the playoffs is incredibly important, and off the weight of these two wins, I think most GMs would side with with Burrow, especially because he's doing it with. Not even just like a subpar offensive line, like an absolutely trash offensive line. Yeah. And yeah, Herbert no had a really good offensive line, didn't he? Um, I think they were pretty decent. Or at yeah. least they were average. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm probably yeah, still just, a little bit team Herbert. This seems like a another quick... I don't think... I don't personally think Burrow has Mahomes he throws in his body. But this feels, no. again, like a you know Mahomes-Allen thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is Burrow is on a slightly lower tier athletically than those other three guys. And even you could include Lamar Jackson. Like, he's yeah. not the, the uh, you know, just totally gifted and talented athlete. But he makes up for it with just balls of steel. He's got the stone cold smarts. nuts, man. Yeah, just cool all the time. Yeah. I mean, you could also argue that because Josh Allen and Mahomes are both making $40 million a year and... And uh, Burrow's making like nine for the next couple years. Burrow's I think he's probably still, the most valuable asset in the league right now. Yeah, but you still the upside of Mahomes and Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd eat that check for a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is, wait, did, uh, is Josh already on an extension? Uh, he has one more year left uh, on a relative. I think he's like twelve million or something, and then okay. it goes up to forty after this year. Oh, so he did already sign an extension, though. He signed a big extension, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I think Certainly. he's so. I think he's second highest paid to Mahomes or something like that. Yeah. I think he might have signed his right before Mahomes, and then Mahomes like mm. got more. Because that sound right? Were they the same year? No, Mahomes is older. Year before, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it might have been two years before, but he didn't start the first year. Does that sound right? Maybe. Something yeah. like that. Okay. Any Hoosiers. Okay. Packers Niners thoughts. You don't really have any, or do you? Um, I mean, this is there's no real way to cut it other than this is like a, definitely a black mark on Rogers record. Yeah. Like this is a bad loss. It doesn't look good, no matter what. I haven't heard anybody play devil's advocate or like vouch for Rogers Mm-mm. or like try to make an excuse like Pretty much everyone agrees. Like this is bad. Yeah. He he. Uh, his all-time playoff record is eleven and ten, which doesn't strike fear. Granted, Peyton Manning's all-time playoff record is fourteen and thirteen. So uh, it's not like you should expect somebody to have a seven fifty win percentage. But I don't know. You just think of him in a different way than his mystique is greater than his actually actual ability it seems yeah it's i he's going to be um it's weird cuz he did win a super bowl but he does feel a lot like um our Dan Marino in a way you know like this quarterback who should have won more who should have had these super bowls but just like 
for whatever reason, couldn't quite get there. Like, yeah. I get he did do it once, but it feels like there should be more. Yeah, the point's been made many times that, you know, the Packers have had like 25 years of two of the top nine quarterbacks of all time and have two Super Bowls to show for it, which, I mean, the sustained success, I'm sure, is nice as a fan, but it's a little underwhelming uh, end result. But this And this gets back to what we've talked to before about, like, is it that fun to be good every year when you know, like, disappointment is definitely coming? Or do you, like, want to not be that good a couple times, a couple years in a row, and then you're building, you've got this fun young core. Like, right now, you have a pretty fun young defense, some good pieces, and you're kind of like a quarterback away, it feels like. And that's more exciting than a team that loses in the second or third round of the playoffs every single year. Yeah, I'd like to... uh, We know several Packers fans in our lives. We could ask their thoughts on that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I haven't viewed many of the last few years of Packers fandom to be like fun. I don't know. They like even the games they win and they're supposed to win. Like, all right, we were supposed to win that. So Mm -hmm. I prefer a team that's just volatile. Yeah, I agree. We should work on the the highs versus the lows. (laughs) Our team's really good. I could use a few more highs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had the winner uh, surprisingly as Jimmy G here, if only because the win just keeps his jo- job alive. Incredible. And like, <laughs> Incredible. Uh, he just like exudes confidence despite the fact that he just blows. He was trying to throw a pick six on every play. <laughs> you, like every play was out to the flat and you like hold your breath like, oh no, every single oh time. God. It was ridiculous. I- I am getting in my head that he's probably somehow just going to look incredible against the Rams for some reason. I don't know what it is. Something's coming. He, he certainly has ability, but I think, I think he's almost like a Carson Wentz type. It's like, he's got the, the tools, but he just makes bad decisions and that's just who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had the loser as Rogers. That's pretty obvious. We just talked about it. Of course. Okay. Uh, Packers going home. Surprising. Next game, Bucks and Rams. Early game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Good thoughts? The, um, obviously, the end of the game was really exciting and a lot of fun. This wasn't a good game until like the f- eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. This wasn't a good game. We're, I think it was 5, 5.30 left is when the Bucks finally actually started making the push. Brady that looked right. bad. He didn't look good at all, and the defense couldn't do anything at all. Um, this was a great win for Stafford. Like I'm happy for him. And I did feel like, um, McVeigh exercised some demons off of that terrible performance against Brady and Belichick in the Super Bowl in 2018. Right. Sounds right. Yeah. 2019. I think it's 18. Yeah. 18, 18 year, 19 Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but the fact remains, like, the comeback aside, I, I'm sure you probably are going to try to give the the loss to Brady or the, the loser is Brady, which I think is fair because, no? Um, well, I mean, so I'm, like, I'm He brought them of, back, but the reason that they were down so much is because the offense sucked. So I'd like to ask you because I didn't watch the first. I really only tuned in when it started getting good. So mm-hmm. uh, my only, because I was at the Indiana game most of that game, and I was like, the people in in the row in front of us kept checking their score, so I kept looking down, I'm like, 27-3, holy shit. 
So let me ask you, do you think that the Rams were that much better? Like if they played 10 times, what's what's the result? I think if the, they play 10 times, I think it's 8-2 Rams. Okay. I think that the Rams were the considerably better team. They are put together better. Okay. Um, Donald was eating um what's the what's the redheaded dude ryan something uh jensen Is jensen yeah jensen, jensen. Yeah. yeah eating him alive um yeah the the rams are just the better team by far i would say ryan swenson i think is his ryan name. swenson yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i did not give brady the loss because uh i only saw him be amazing so mm-hmm. i give it to arians i just think because I think after last year's Super Bowl, he would have been thought of as one of the better coaches in the league. And I think after this year, how the Antonio Brown stuff was handled and just like some of the stories that come out about Arians, like I think his stock has plummeted. And now he's, you know, he's anything all but guaranteed uh, or not guaranteed a job, I would say, especially if Tom Brady leaves. So it was a rough one for him. Yeah, that's uh, I think that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I give the I'm winner to Stafford. Uh, I agree. He, he's been great. And, uh, you know, Cooper Cup is on another level at this point, but the couple throws that Stafford made just to get them at that field goal at the end were unbelievable. I mean, take yeah. big nuts to make those throws. I so. agree. I think that the winner had to be one of them. I was considering Cup just because of the, the plays he was. I'm, it's incredible that um, I was talking to Joe about this when he was over watching the game. I love that McVeigh is just not afraid to just get his best players the ball. And I think that's where a lot of coaches fall. I mean, I had 10 years of Julio Jones where I was like, why the fuck aren't we drawing more plays for this guy? He's a goddamn unicorn or a minotaur or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Centaur. Centaur is the right word. Um, he's just a freak. He runs like a horse. He's huge. And we could not find a way to get him in the end zone, get him the ball enough. It didn't matter. And the Cooper Cup is just, he produces no matter what. They yeah, know they know the ball is going to Cup, and he's, he produces. There was a third and 20 in the game, and Cup was just 10 yards open from anybody and had a 70-yard touchdown. And then at the end of the game, Stafford threw a fucking pill. That was sick. And it, it has was. to go to Stafford based on that. He stepped up in the pocket, kind of got hit a little bit on the side, and just that was directly into Cup's arms. It was beautiful. I think he got hit pretty hard by Sue on the, on yeah. the last one. He got he blown did. up pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah I you might have seen this, but the Rams fumbled four times and teams this year with four or more turnovers were three and 28 so they were mm, able to those numbers those surprisingly don't mean anything to me i have no. 28 to three yeah i know <laughs> that those fumbles were absurd like Dude, come on. the cam what acres one, i was like that's what uh i all i was thinking about was what kind of fucking brady magic is this this is such trash every single yeah. year we have to watch this guy just get everything break his way it's so annoying yeah do you think yeah. he's done Kind of. I think mm. he comes back. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. Yeah, I think he comes back. Yeah. Okay, we'll finally get to the uh, the game of the year. Oh, man. Chiefs and Bills. Ridiculous game. What was it? 42 to 36. Yep. There are so many highlights, it's hard to even... It would take an hour and a half just to talk through all the highlights. Give me your initial reactions. This game started as perfectly as a game could have. The Bills just stood up, set their nuts on the table, went for it on fourth down twice or once on that opening drive, 
and think Josh Allen just looked like a man amongst boys, and then they plowed it in for a Devin Singletary rushing touchdown. That opening drive was beautiful, and then the Chiefs just responded as like, this is everything in the first... I mean, the drives were long, and the, the game was going really fast, and that was the only thing that I was like, slow down. <laughs> we need... we need. They wouldn't stop completing passes. They wouldn't stop getting first downs, and the game was just running and running, and uh, it was only 14-14. I mean, obviously, as an over-better, I was like, we need to get more points going, goddamn... I couldn't imagine have been an a under better in this game. What, that's just, I do it. We've talked about rooting against fun. There are games yeah. to do it. This is as far yeah. on the opposite end of rooting against fun. Like if you bet the under in this game, you're a fucking idiot. And that is just, you're, you're ruining the game for yourself. It, so it was, the total was 28 at half and the final mm-hmm. was 78. Yep. 50 points in the second half? Yep. 100, 100 point pace? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say my winner was Josh Allen. and um, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. That's because I this don't see the, how um, he comes out of this game not being on the NFL 100 list, not being number two. That's the and, Jerry West logo, right? Or that's the logo award, basically. The MVP, finals MVP and a loser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I think it's reasonable to say Mahomes and Josh Allen played each other equal. I mean, had Mahomes not, had they not got that 13 second drive, then you say Josh Allen outplayed Mahomes slightly, Mm -hmm. but he didn't, or he did, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I'd say they're 1A and 1B, and I. I've never thought the gap between Mahomes and Josh Allen was closer than it is now, if there even is a gap. So Mm -mm. I've been a longtime Mahomes stand in terms of thinking he was, you know, in another level above everybody else. But I'm willing to see that Josh is is there now. I'm so happy that we got to see Josh Allen this year. This Mm -hmm. uh, I know that he dipped for a minute, but we got to see Josh at like the peak of his powers, and then Mm -hmm. to see that come into play in the playoffs was everything I wanted to be. I honestly, if we have any Bills fans listeners, shout Mahoney, is that I truly was like in pain watching that loss. I was I was heartbroken for you. That was incredible. Uh, I wanted to bring up we did have a text exchange. I think it was right around halftime. We were talking about the game, and I was like, it's a good game so far. But I still feel like we're due for a few holy fuck plays. I uh, I didn't see the last two minutes of the game coming, obviously. And there was another thing. Good on. I'll give myself some kudos on this one. I told Joe before the game, so I found uh, Gabriel Davis. Anytime touchdown was plus 300. And I was like, I like Davis a lot. I think he'll have a big game. And I told Joe that. <laughs> I didn't think he'd have 200 yards and four touchdowns. But um, <laughs> what a fucking game. I was I was gonna say I think they said Cooper Cup set the record of like most receiving yards in a playoff game since like 1960, and then he had that record for about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then Gabriel Davis came and put up 200, um, w- like 200 yards and four touchdowns. What the hell? He That's was it. so wide open too. Like, yeah. g- I mean, Josh was just threading the needle and it was just throwing perfect dimes. And then on top of that, Davis was just getting wide the fuck wide open. open. Like, unbelievable. There, I, this, um, sometimes I feel like most weekends, I don't know how you feel, after, after a round of games, NFL Twitter is kind of annoying, like posting clips and stuff on who should have done what. Man, I was eating up all this Josh content on like normal plays. There's guys like wide open and Josh, 
instead of taking, you know, the 20 yard open dig that is like a perfectly fine pass, he steps up one extra second and launches the ball 60 yards instead for a huge touchdown. It's that's it's so fun. And what a treat for us to get to see. And I mean, that I don't think we'll ever see anything like that last two minutes again. <laughs> that was nuts. It's, yeah, it's hard to argue that it can get any better. Yeah. Um, I will say um, Tyreek Hill proved that he's still the fastest dude that I've ever seen on a football field. It's it's just not fair. It's ridiculous how fast you know, that dude is. It's it, it's crazy to see. It's especially obvious um, in the when he's breaking away, obviously for a long touchdown. But the one that always gets me is when he catches the pass and hits the ground with his foot and like pops back like three yards and takes a look at everybody around him. I'm like, oh my god, I was. He went out of bounds and he gained like eight yards on one of them. And I was like, what does that feel like to have like so much speed and power in your legs? I don't understand that. It's a crazy move. And he does it damn near every time he catches the ball now. And it's it's a horrible decision for anybody else. And I'd say maybe 50% of the time he loses a couple yards on it. Yeah, probably. But... 25% 25% of the time he gets an extra 12, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's worth it. To, so it's like a net, you know, it's a net positive play. Probably. Especially when you have an offense where like the difference between third and three and third and six, like is negligible. Like, yeah, exactly. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, he's ridiculous. And then what well, your thoughts on the 13 second drive was this, what percentage are you impressed with the execution on the chiefs versus lack of defense on the bills? Uh, I would say, impressed with the Chiefs, 85% disappointed in the Bills. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get up there and jam Kelsey and Tyreek. That's all you need. Like, get two guys on them. Make make Byron Pringle beat you, if that's what it comes to. Did you see the the clips on Kelsey, like, and Mahomes talking about what they were going to do on the play? He's like, I'm just going to go get open, run to the open space. He's, do it, Kelsey, do Kelsey. Yeah, yeah as he's yeah. lining up his neck, that's so pretty sweet. awesome. Like, yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, how do you how do you give that up? It's so bad, and you know you're not you're not trying to force them inside because they have three timeouts. So you, all you can just don't give up a chunk play. You know what I mean? But the the argument becomes well, a worse option would be to give up a bomb, which so I don't know. It, you got to stay back to some extent, but. You think they could have done it a lot better? I don't know, but why? I, I do agree with why why rush four. Like, it's it's a good thing if he has a lot of time to throw. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah. I get. I I don't think they did a good job. I would I would have said like sixty forty. Uh, like forty for forty percent. Good job by the Chiefs. Six percent. I'm probably discrediting the Chiefs a bit, but I mean, it's still a awful that you're not jamming kelsey or tyreek off the line it's pretty terrible after watching so i assume the, are you making are you making the loser mcdermott i made the loser nfl overtime rules mm. which will do you have any other thoughts on this game before we get into the overtime rules? Uh, i i was gonna ask if you wanted to make the loser um the fans actually just because of it, did it not feel like the way the game ended was like a little sour in a way? It was. Um, I would say, in general, I don't have that big of a problem with the overtime rules. Uh, it was just a. It was a bummer. I mean, 
I'm also we're both biased, and I even admitted to you that I kind of was rooting for the Bills, but I had some money on the Chiefs. So yeah, of course, you know I couldn't really hide that. But yeah, it, it was kind of a bummer that Josh didn't even get to touch the ball. So that sucks. It, and and I the arguments. I guess we can get into this now. Uh, so I just I hate the argument of the. Well, it's it's a team sport, and you know your defense has to make a stop. Is like that's a stupid fucking argument because the other team's defense didn't have to make a stop. Like they're exhausted at this point. You're into overtime now and defense is the way more taxing one. Like it's obviously way more skewed. And I think I can't remember where I saw it. It's like the team in the playoffs who touches the ball first is like 11 and one or something like that. Something crazy. So, yeah. So overall, if you include the regular season, the team that, wins the toss only wins like 52 percent of the time but specifically in the playoffs for some reason whether this is coincidence or playoff stakes are different i think it was like 10 and 1 the team that gets the ball and like seven out of the 10 the other team didn't even touch the ball Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think they need to change it and honestly i think they will like if there's ever been a game that's gonna force them to change it's gonna be this one i'm fine with not don't change the regular season ones just change the playoff ones why not yeah that's true yeah the the regular season games who cares right um but uh the last thing i will say is that the annoying part was all the chiefs fans online who were making like sorry this happened to us too this happened to the chiefs why don't you check out 2018 afc championship i'm like you know that this happened in like the actual Super Bowl. Like the Falcons just never touched the ball once. Mm. Like Brady just ran straight down the field <laughs> oh, and just so it's, scored. There's layers to your hatred because yeah, you not exactly. only were you yeah. were you sad for the Bills, you were bringing up the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a good point. Seems like the Patriots are the only ones who have only been on the. Uh, good yeah, side of it's thing. weird, right? Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Okay, well then we, let's at least explore options for the change. Do you have a suggestion or a, a top choice? I kind of think that um, that both teams should touch the ball no matter what. But then why not just a play out like a 15-minute quarter or something like that? It should just be or 10-minute quarters or whatever it is. And, you know, you just keep running 10-minute quarters until it's done. Right. And then you just play till Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that a lot, too. That You know, a lot of people like college rules just because it's the most exciting but I, think I don't think proven, that that's really fair to uh, defenses either. They've basically proven that it's actually more of an advantage. Like college overtime rules are le- less fair than NFL because the ability for the team that goes second to know what they have to get is such an, a ridiculous advantage. Like if you, you know if you're playing for a field goal or a touchdown, it, it's like I think 62% of the teams that go second win the game or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, that one I think is out the window. I agree with you just playing an extra period, just playing it out. I don't I don't see what's wrong with that. There's some, like, creative ideas, and, like, I'm all for anything that adds a strategic wrinkle or, like, something that the coaches have to plan for in advance. So the two mm-hmm. that I thought were interesting that I was reading about, one that they call the cut and choose, which is essentially says... One team gets to pick what yard line the ball goes on, and the other team gets to pick if they want to play offense or defense from that yard line. Mm. So you'd say, all right, Andy Reid, tell me where the ball's going. And he'd say, uh, it's going on the 35. And so the Bills would decide, all right, do we, wanna, do we think we can score a 65-yard drive, 
or you know prevent you from a 60 yard drive or they say we're gonna put it on the 50 Mm -hmm. um so that's interesting but i didn't like that one as much as there's i don't know what they called it but there's like an auction style one so the idea would be you basically would have the coaches decide how far back in their own um whatever territory they'd be willing to take the ball before they'd say okay i'll go ahead and defense so you could either just literally do it like an auction style and be like well i'd take it from my own 30 and say well i'll take it from my own 29 and just go until somebody goes all right you can have it on your own 10 we'll play defense Mm -hmm. how sweet would that be that would be pretty sick i that's another one that i feel like last night or yeah last night that both teams are like, we'll take it from the one. I don't care. I know, I know exactly. We'll take it from any yard line. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. Or you could just do like a blind bid where you just send in whatever your your worst case is, and then you don't have to. But I think it'd be fun to stand there and have them look face to face. Have Sean McVay going against uh, whoever. Yeah. Sorry, I guess Andy Reid and Sean McDermott. I meant to say. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think they probably will change it. It won't be something that creative. It'll probably be just like if the first team scores a touchdown now, the other team gets a chance mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. You could eliminate PATs. It, just, it just, I think that the biggest gripe everybody has is like, there's just, you don't have a chance at all if the other team goes and scores a touchdown. Just mm-hmm. make it two possessions at least. That's it. That's doing the bare minimum and nobody's complaining about free football. Agreed. Okay, coin. As a piggyback on the bad NFL overtime rule, mm-hmm. we are going to list out some of the worst laws and or rules in existence. Agreed. Uh, that's all I have to say. How Perfect. many do you have? I have five. I also have five. Perfect. Would you like to go first? Or would you like I'll go first. go first. Okay. What do you I'll got? Go first. Uh, in... The Chesapeake, Virginia Municipal Code. <laughs> okay. Do you, you have this one? Route. No, I didn't. Okay. Okay. We went a little bit different direction. I considered going this way, but okay. I didn't I didn't like go look these things up. But all right, give it to me. Trick or treaters over twelve years old will receive a misdemeanor and find twenty five to one hundred dollars and or up to jail up to six months in jail. And trick-or-treating after 8 p.m. will also receive a misdemeanor, fined 10 to $100, and or up to 30 days in jail. So the jail is pretty much negligible. That's not happening. But you could get fined if you're over 12 years old trick-or-treating in Chesapeake, Virginia. Is the So can somebody of any age not trick-or-treat after 8 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. So you either have to be under 12 or it has to be before 8, or both under 12 and before 8 p.m. Yes. That's ridiculous. 12? 12. Come on. Trick-or-treating is great. Why can't 13 years old? That's like yeah. prime dressing up years. Uh, yeah, that's absurd. I think... Um, what? I mean, I guess if there was a cutoff, would you put a cutoff on it? Or is just a cutoff ridiculous? I think a cutoff is ridiculous. I mean, then you're just limiting people's ability to grow up and realize that they probably shouldn't be trick-or-treating anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous. I, yeah. Anybody should be able to trick-or-treat. If somebody's willing to go trick-or-treat as a 42-year-old, good on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go get some candy, baby. Yep. Uh, All right, yeah, so I just went... Well, anyway, I went a little 
more uh, geared toward what we were talking about for my first one. So I'm going to keep it in the NFL. The rule in the NFL, well, it's actually in all levels of football, where if you fumble into the end zone and it goes out of the mm, back of the end bad zone, rule. Bad rule. it is a touchback and a turnover for the other team. Um, this is a rule just shocking that they haven't changed. And like, there's no one's ever given an explanation why they don't. It's just like almost laziness. Like, if you can easily just make that rule like you get the ball on the one, or or it could be a penalty. You know what I mean? Like, if you fumble into the end zone, maybe it's a ten yard penalty and you get the mm-hmm. ball on the ten. Anything. You just shouldn't lose the ball, like because you fumble Stupid. on the one, you get to keep Stupid. it. But you fumble into the end zone, you don't. Yeah. Um, Probably the worst rule in sports, and I'm shocked that it hasn't been changed. And now they're going to focus on overtime, and they won't change it this year, but hopefully yep. eventually. Yeah, no, I totally agree. This is an awful, awful NFL rule. I, every time it happens, I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. Like, why yeah. wouldn't, or just give yourself the ball at the 20 instead of the other team? It makes no sense. There's infinite options that are all better than the current option, so yep. please change it. That's my last sports one. So Okay, I will, I will go with a sports one now and then get back to the okay. non-sports ones later. Okay. Uh, the gather step rules in the NBA, I think, are pretty fucking dumb. Um, if it walks like a travel and talks like a travel, it's a travel. Like, the things that James Harden does where he takes basically four steps and shoots a shot, and everybody's like, if 85% of Twitter or anybody else agrees that it's a travel, it's probably a fucking travel. Just call it a yeah. travel. Yeah, I guess, like... The idea is just to make the league more offensive-minded and higher scoring, and it is more entertaining to see some of the create quote-unquote creative plays and moves that these guys can come up with with these rules, but it's just changing the rule. It's just like you just get yeah. another step or two yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty frustrating to watch uh, James Harden play. So. Mm-hmm. Good rule. Uh, my next one. Roll with me here. Drinking and driving. Mm. Bad rule. Agreed. Drunk driving, bad. You should not do it. That should be a no. rule. Should be a rule no, against no. it. Yes. If my research is correct, it was only in 2005 that Montana passed the open container law. Correct. Uh, prior to that, you were allowed to have a beer, crack open a beer, go down the correct. road in Montana. That's how it should be. Listen. You shouldn't be flaunting your beer or chugging it in front of a cop. I would, I'd say if a cop sees you drinking a beer, he should pull you over and breathalyze you. And if you're not over the limit, then you're good to go. Because mm-hmm. I would like to be able to drink a beer on my way home from work. Yep. No harm, no harm, no foul. Yep. Come on, the whole buzz driving is drunk driving thing. Okay, yeah, I'm not going to get buzzed off one, one beer. Okay, I might. I actually am right now, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Little buzz. Fine. Little buzz. Uh, but come on, one beer? So... I say, especially in open container in general, like the people in your car should definitely be able to drink while you're driving. If you're not. Yep. That shouldn't be a lot. Totally agree. Which yeah. leads me to my next rule. Okay. All states except Connecticut, Delaware, Mississippi, Missouri, Rhode Island, Tennessee, and Virginia who have laws against passengers being allowed open oh. containers in cars. Oh, That's bad. See? Why shouldn't I be able to dry or drink while somebody else is driving around? Beginning of a road trip. That's a great way to do it. What's the, when we, is it when you, in Montana, when we're going to Spokane, is when you cross the Clark Fork every time you drink? Is that what it is? What's the river? You cross it like eight times. Yeah, it sounds right. Sounds right. Yeah, I think it's the Clark Fork. Why, why shouldn't I be able to drink some Twisted Teas with my buds while somebody else is driving? They act like 
passengers drinking is a bigger distraction than the million other distractions that you have while driving, including your cell phone and blah blah blah. Yep. Come on, Come it's on. just it's just not that big of a deal. Let people if anything, have fun when they're you kind of feel like uh, I don't know if I should be doing this. You're probably more alert. I'm paying more attention let's, to the road. Let's see the data. Let's see the data on how many wrecks and, and crashes were caused because the driver was 100% sober, not drinking, and somebody in his car was drinking, and they were such a distraction that they got into a wreck. I yeah. bet you there's not many. No. No. Yeah. No. Okay, we're on the same page there. All right. My third bad rule. The wait until everyone gets their food to eat rule. Mm. Um, I get it. It's it's it makes sense and you also don't necessarily want to be like done with your meal and just sitting around waiting for everybody to eat. But my meal comes out and it's fresh and hot and it's right from the kitchen. I don't want to have to wait for the 19 other people at the table to get their meal. That's dumb. Let me just take mm-hmm. a bite of my food. Yep. So unwritten rule, obviously, you're not going to get punished. It's just a little slap on the wrist. But let's just get rid of that stigma altogether. It's an etiquette thing. I think, uh, for the most part, I agree with you. I, I do end up waiting, usually, as long as I know it's going to be a short wait. But I also am not going to wait for 10 minutes while my food gets cold to not even I mean, like, I, have a few bites. I wait. I adhere to the rule because it is a rule, and I, I'm a polite guy. I'm just saying. I was going to say, this is a funny rid. rule for a self-proclaimed manners guy. Oh, very big manner. doesn't mean I agree with the manners. I follow the manners. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. There's mm-hmm. definitely a big difference. I know what I'm supposed to do, and I do it. But if we can have a conversation about changing what I'm required to do, I don't want to have to do it anymore. That's fair. Hmm. I agree with you. Um, I'm also going to go to restaurant bars for this one. This is more nice. of a uh, time-specific one for where we've been in the last couple of years. Okay. The rule about wearing your mask up to and while you order a drink at the bar... But when you sit at the bar, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, the mask rules are are just a charade in a lot of senses. <laughs> I th- There's a bar right next to Katie's work that they're super Nazis about it. Like the second you walk in, you better be have it on till you sit at your table. And you can sit at a table with 10 people and I'll have your mask off. But if you stand up and walk to the bar, you got to have it on for those three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just dumb. So many people covering their ass with stuff, and it makes no sense. I've, I've only had a few bar interactions where people have been, like, huge dicks about the masks. But yeah. the ones where it is, I mean, for the, I mean, I'm in hearing when I walk in, and usually when I go order my drink and when I walk up to the bar or uh, when I go sit down, I, then I'll take my mask off. But sometimes they're just, like, really in your fucking face about it. Like, I'm just having a bad time at your bar now because you were a dick. Uh, there was a funny interaction at the Indiana basketball game where the, uh, I would say the majority of the fans, like you were supposed to wear them for the whole game. I'd say the majority of the fans were, but there's clearly people that weren't. They were just, just mm-hmm. not eating or drinking, just decided once they got to their seat, they're not going to wear their mask. And there was two girls in the row in front of us, not wearing their mask for like the whole, like half of the first half. Yeah, they're halves in, in basketball, making sure they're not quarters. And then all of a sudden, they played a video on the Jumbotron of all the players, like, putting on a mask, like, come on, guys, let's mask up. And, like, the two girls in the row in front of us put their masks on. I'm really? like, that's hilarious that, like, it wasn't, like, an usher or, like, somebody telling them they had to. It was a freaking PSA on the Jumbotron. They're like, oh, okay. 
The team, the team says I need to wear it, so I guess I'll wear it. That's incredible. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, the mass rules. We'll see. Hopefully, those don't last long. My fourth one, the five-second rule: how long your food can be on the ground before you can eat it. I'm gonna eat that food. I don't care if it's been on the ground. It could be on the ground for an hour. I I don't care. This is one rule <laughs> that I do not follow. Okay, if I'm hungry, especially if I'm drunk, and I find some a nice little morsel that's maybe been sitting on the ground for a day or two, that's all right. Give it Does a. Does the quality of the ground matter to you? Of course, the quality of the ground matters to me. Yes. Okay. I mean, pick it up, see if it's got some residue on there, a hair or such. I mean, that's the one thing is I've got hair all over this apartment, so I'll I'll pull the hair out. I'll pull the hair. I know whose hair it is. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Don't bother me, none. <laughs> You're not going to stop me from having a good time. That's right. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a few situations where I'll be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll eat it. Why not? Mm-hmm. Good. Um, all right, my final rule, Noel. Yeah. Utah, all of their liquor laws as a whole are bad, but especially as a state, did you know that Utah has outlawed the sale of kegs? No happy hours, no doubles at bars, and no discount or slash promotional of alcohol drinks of any kind. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I did not know any of those things, yeah. though. Uh, Utah, come on. Come on, What guys. are we doing? What are we go doing? To the, go to the Book of Mormon show. Watch the Mormon episode of South Park. Dum, mm-hmm. dum, 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 dum. Mm-hmm. And uh, really just rethink what you're doing there. Just give it a just All give the it a other religions thought. love alcohol. Catholics? Yeah. Catholics. Those guys drink. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Oh, Utah. All right. My last rule is the three shake rule. Um, I don't really know why I have to risk getting extra drips of pee on my pants because somebody decided that I'm only allowed to shake my ween twice before mm. I'm then playing with myself. Um, that's absurd. Sometimes you just got to give it a rigorous shake for a few times and get all the drips off. I just don't yep. want drips in my undies. You know what yep, I'm saying? Fair. I don't think you should be like, wh- why should I be that? penalized? I said nice. it that way on purpose Nice, nice. for nice, nice. having more than two shakes. Mm-hmm. You just shake it until it stops dripping. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. I'm drippier than most. I'm not sure. I don't compare the drippiness to other, to other fellas. But I, it, um, sometimes I need more than two shakes. Is it bowling for soup? Is that what I'm thinking of when they say, shake it once, it's okay. It's shake it twice, it's fine. Shake it three times. You're playing with yourself. That's the anthem, bro. That's like oh, this is the song. anthem. Put your damn hands yeah. up. Yeah, Fuck. that's right. Well, I'm glad we found our end of pod song. <laughs> oh, sick. I'm sure Good Charlotte's <laughs> never played us out. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your final uh, rule? That was it. That was it. Oh, that's the right. Final that's rule. right that's the right. three shake rule. So there you have it. The worst rules and laws that we could think of in yep. an hour. All right. It is time for the second to last episode of The Bookie Show. Yeah, Bookie Show. Uh, round two. Interesting bets in round two. We both went two and three. Yep. Uh, I will say... You did. Did you actually bet first play pass? In Bills mm, I did Chiefs? not. I wish I would have. It was a pass. It was a pass. Yep. The Bills did throw a pass. Um, 
Also, the one of my losers I wanted to note was I did say Josh Allen was going to throw a pick. Granted, he was not going to throw a pick in that game, but it didn't help that Honey Badger went out like first series. Yep, I agree. I digress. Uh, both of us two and three. You are thirty nine and forty six. You are up ninety dollars. I've also won thirty nine bets, but I'm thirty nine fifty and three. And I am minus 108, so <laughs> I've I've dropped us into the negatives as a team. Oh, no. But that's okay. We are, We're getting it back this week. That's right. We're 10-7 and 7 on teaser night football. Hashtag TNF. Um, I do have a teaser in mind. Do you have a teaser okay. in mind? I don't. I mean, it's interesting okay. to hear, though. I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, but okay. I will say, a disclaimer, Coin and I did just put a substantial bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, so keep that in mind. I've buckaroonies got each. Chiefs minus half a point. This is a six and a half point teaser, and this is not on Bovada. This is on the Barstool Sports app because I found that I could get some better odds on this guy. Chiefs minus half a point. Rams plus three and a half because they're, they're minus three there and not minus three and a half. So six and a half point. That's minus 120. So it's oh, the same okay. odds that we've been doing. Uh, that's my teaser. Took me a it's not bad. I have a very similar. My parlay is um, instead of a teaser because I'm just doing Rams Chiefs money line and it's plus 108. And I think I'd rather just do that. Then I think we'll stay split because I'm going to allow for the possibility of the Rams losing close. Okay. Um, even though I think they're going to win. But uh, I'll take my teaser. Is that your first pick? I can make it my first pick. Well, is it one of your picks is what I meant to yes, say. Yes, it is my first okay. pick. Yeah, my okay. Pick. All right, so either way, we both like the Chiefs and Rams, it seems. Yep. All right, what else you got? All right, I'll take my next bet as a straight bet, and that's the under 54.5 in Bengals-Chiefs. Um, we just saw the Bengals put up a middling offensive performance at best. I kind of think they might get blown out a little bit here and i think it's going to be like 33 to 10 33 to 14 maybe in this game so yeah yeah 54 and a half is a lot the chiefs yeah. probably will not need as many points as they did no. in the last game to score so no. uh rooting against fun but uh i think it's the, i think it's the right call yeah my next bet <clears throat> over 44 and a half yards on the longest touchdown of the game in the nice. Chiefs Bengals game. Nice. Um, I feel like I've been pretty bad on these, uh, but I'm just gonna keep stabbing at it until I get it right. Just seems like in a game where Burrow loves to chuck to Higgins and uh, Chase, and then you obviously got Patrick Mahomes. Somebody's gonna score a 45 yard touchdown. You would hope. That's mm-hmm. that's the justification I've got for that. Minus 115. Yeah. No, I'm into that too. I was I was looking for some long touchdown bets and I'll probably that's jump rooting this with you. for fun. That is as rooting for to fun. What you you bet against fun. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, my next bet is Rams to score first and win the game plus one thirty five. Hmm. Seems yeah. like the Niners have made a habit of kind of allowing the other team to get ahead a little bit and then wearing away at the clock, then eating their way back. I think that if you can get Rams plus money, and I think that they'll score first, I like McVay's ability to game plan a little bit better than Shanahan's here. Yeah, if you think the Rams are going to win, then um, the, it's really just you're, you're 
betting on them to score first, and that's yeah, not bad. Pretty good bet. Um, I've got another. I've got a Rams bet for my next one as well. I'm gonna for my next couple. I'm going with a little bit higher odds to try to catch you on the points again. So okay. I'm gonna say the Rams win this game by seven to twelve points. Ah, uh, I was looking at these too. Nice, nice. Plus four seventy-five. I yeah, think I don't hate that. We at just all. had an absurd round of games where every single game was one score and came down to the last second, which means there's no way that happens with both of these games. At no least way. one of these games. No is, way that uh, happens again. No way. I mean, I hope it does. It'd be fun. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the Rams win semi-handily, but Jimmy G tries to sneak in and make it close at the end, but can't really pull it off. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. Um, my One of my first props, I have two props for you. My first okay. one is first touchdown in chiefs Bengals over seven and a half yards, and that's minus 115. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. I have no rationale, really. I just kind of think that uh, I love it. The Chiefs kind of go down down the throat. Yeah. We're down to two games. You just got to bet. You just got to guess at some point. Yep. Uh, I've also got first score of the game in the Bengals Chiefs game is going to be a Bengals field goal. And that is plus 450. Okay. Just because. Why not? Yeah. What else? What other your prop you got? All right, one more prop for you, Noel, and I'm also doing a high, high odds prop. That is Matt Stafford, anytime touchdown, plus 650. Feels like he's been taking some liberties at the goal line this season, and uh, I like his ability to just sneak it in, pop one over the top. Uh, he did score one last game, right? Yep. Yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it, plus 650? Plus 650, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's good odds. Yeah. Um... Are we doing Toto picks? <laughs> Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. I didn't put one down just because I'm not picking a Toto. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm actually going to bet it. No. If I had to bet it, it would be San Francisco, but only because yeah, that would be my I think we're both taking the favorites. All right, well, for the record, because I guess that means Toto picks are over, I did win the last one. To get within three, but it nice. is final tally coin eight null five. I am Oz, the great and powerful. Have you went ten, ten and seven straight up? You you picked the only non underdog uh, to win. I did. That's also my first round strategy of picking all the underdogs. I was just a, I was just a week early. I should have yep. just done it a week late, but oh well. Uh, you went ten and seven. I went seven, nine, and one. So nice. Certainly winning numbers from both of us. All right. Um. Then what time is it now? It looks like it is ten thirty-three. Sounds like maybe a that's right, everybody. It's time for Stumptown, inspired by the shitty show with Kobe Smolders. Noel. Yes. We just saw an incredible weekend of football. All one possession games and score ending and a score ending the game. In fact, all of the regular time games ended with a field goal as time expired. As you may imagine, that is not the norm. Last year, three of the four games were decided by ten or more points in the divisional round. 2020 also saw three or more games decided by 16 or more points. 
Mm-hmm. In 2019, two of the four were decided by 13 or more. The last time we even saw all four games as one possession games was in 2016. They were all touchdowns where the Broncos would go on to beat the Panthers in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This weekend was made even more special because a player who has seemingly always had the refs on his side, the rules bent in his favor, and the balls adjusted to his liking finally <laughs> didn't get his way as Tom Brady was unable to complete the comeback against the Los Angeles Rams en route to a three-point loss on the back of two massive throws from Stafford to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. This is the 12th playoff loss for Tom Brady's unbelievable career, and Stafford is the eighth different quarterback to knock Tom out. What I would like from you, Noel, is to name six of the other seven quarterbacks to knock out Tom Brady from the playoffs. Shout out Quinn for the idea. Six of the seven other ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nick Foles. Correct. Nick Foles, of course, in Super Bowl 54-3. Eli Manning. That is correct. Eli did so twice, both in Super Bowls, of course. Uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning three times. Once with the Colts, twice with the Broncos. We're going to go with... Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco knocked out Tom Brady two times. Once in 12-13 when the Ravens won the Super Bowl. And once in 09-10. Do you know Flacco's stat line from that game? I think it was really good. Was it really good or really bad? I don't Who's know. Me? I don't know. Well, wait. Was this the year that Flacco won the Super Bowl? No, no, no. Okay, then. I'm guessing it was bad. Tell me. Flacco went four for 10 for 34 yards and a pick. The Ravens <laughs> won 33 to 14. Oh, my word. <laughs> Was it like a ton of rushing yards or defensive yeah, touchdowns? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, Ray all, Rice. All the above, probably. Oh, Ray, Ray Rice ran all over him. Yeah. Uh, Ray Rice, back when the NFL had some, had some <laughs> dudes. All right. What, so where am I at? How many you do have I have? Four of the seven. You need no uh, strikes. You need three more. Yeah, Ryan more. Tannehill. That is correct. The Titans, of course, in 2019-2020. Patrick more. Mahomes. Oh incorrect. wait, Patrick that Mahomes has never beaten Brady in the playoffs. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Um, one loss, one strike. How about I'll I'll guess I have three strikes. I mean yeah. I I I'll go with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger has never beaten Tom Brady in the playoffs. Dang it! I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that. All right, all right, all right, all right. I have one in mind that I'm pretty sure is wrong, but I kind of want to guess it. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jake Plummer. In 2005-2006 season, Jake Plummer and the Broncos beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. Boom! What a oh. guess. Jake the Snake. Was Absolutely that the one you thought no. I would get? Or no? No, it was not, actually. I was hoping you wouldn't so I could be excited about telling you Jake the Snake oh, was the other one. Hell yeah, see? I'm jacked about it. You got it, though. Nice work, Noel. Not stumped. <laughs> Thank you. Any idea on the last one? Same uh, division. Rich Gannon? That is Mark Sanchez with the Jets <laughs> in 2010-2011. Yep. Oh, I thought you meant same division as the. Uh, okay, I thought you meant same oh, as no. the Broncos. Okay, no, got no, it. No, no, no. I wouldn't have got. I I forgot that. He, 
I didn't realize that he beat him. I thought that mm-hmm. they lost to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. Well done, Noel. You cannot be Thank stumped. You. Got six of the seven quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. Only eight have ever done it. Wild. That is actually super wild. Mm-hmm. I bet Aaron Rodgers has a longer list than that. It is a longer list. All right. What another fun round of the bookie show. Oh, sorry. Stumptown, the bookie show, rookie show pod, all the above. Is all all the above. Yep. Uh, you can follow us at Rookie Show Pod on social media. All of them. Yep. All the socials. Follow uh, Elvis at where? King Coin on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Cream Fillin on Twitter, or you can follow me at C Travis Knoll on Instagram. The C, of course, stands for Criteria. Ah, Criteria Knoll. What did you think I was gonna say? I don't know. Oh, okay. Looked like you had something in mind. Mm Mm-mm. So play us out. Good, Good Charlotte? Charlotte. Hell yeah. The anthem is coming the anthem. Up. Throw your damn hands up. All right. We'll see you later. Later, buddy. Peace. Yeah.